0: This is the Truth Warrior Ministry podcast with your host Joshua Butts and my brother Isaac Butts. On this show, we will deliver a variety of concepts from biblical atheism, conspiracies, politics, and worship. So, without further ado, tune in, relax, or kick back because we're trying to build some truth warriors. Let's get into it. Truth Warrior Ministries. See through the lies. See through the lies. Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, welcome to my podcast. Pray you guys are all doing well and enjoying the spirit today as in all days. Um, We left off in our Revelation study, finishing up the Church of Philadelphia. We're going to jump into the Church of Laodicea. But before I do that, I have a a message to uh, give to you. Yes, you, me, me, yes, you, who was unto like a child who was in a playpen, your own comfortable playpen with your fire truck and your colorful building blocks, and you have a toy that was given to you until your uh, by your father, and this toy gives you so much joy and you will not share it with anyone. Who comes into your playpen that is your toy, guys that toy that was given to you uh, by your father is the word the word that is God that God has given to each and every one of us. Some of us have a word that God wants you to spread in this word you are treating it like a toy. Like your father has once given you and you do not want to share it. This toy gives you joy, right? So why wouldn't you want to share the toy and give that joy to others? Sometimes we're stingy with the word. And as I said, man, this word on Revelation, the reason why I'm preaching it is because um, I was stingy with it. And for many reasons, there's many reasons why we're stingy with the word, guys. It's not, you know, just one way to be stingy or one reason to be stingy with it. There's many reasons why. Um, but, guys, fam, you have to understand that if God has given you a word to share, okay, don't hold on to it and keep it to yourself. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the story of Jonah, and if you're not, I'm going to do a little synopsis of it, okay? Jonah was an Israelite, and then um, at the time of Jonah, in the the, uh, life of Jonah, God came upon Jonah with a word. And the word was to go and preach unto the city of Nineveh, which was a city in Assyria. Um, ruled by the Assyrians and Jonah, as soon as God came unto him with the word, he just said, okay. And he hopped on the first ship to go the opposite way, because if you guys don't, don't know the background, Assyrians at this point have, or has conquered, have had conquered the Israelites and they are, um, ruling over them and Jonah being an Israelite. Of course, he wants nothing more than to not preach the mercy and love and um, forgiveness that God is telling him to preach to the Assyrians. Because right now he's being held captive by them. In his mind, he's like, no, God, I don't want to. I don't want to tell the Assyrians that your mercy and your love is great and that you can forgive them and they can have a second chance. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. So Jonah hops on a ship to Tarsus or Tarsus tertius forgive me if I got that wrong but he's going the opposite way he pays for it he says nope take me the opposite way so he's on this ship fast asleep in the middle of the ocean thinking he's doing a good thing and the ship starts to have some problems and by what what I mean by that is um, the winds and the oceans starts to uh, rage against the ship. And all the mariners, all the sailors inside this ship is like, what is going on? Why are the winds fighting against us? Why are the seas roaring against us? Somebody, everybody, pray to your gods right now, and let's find out what we can do to stop this weather from going against us. Because we will all die if we don't. So each and every sailor or our mariner... They pray to their gods. Now, at this time during the storm, Jonah is at the bottom of the ship and he is fast asleep. He is sleeping during this storm. On the opposite way of where he was told to go in this ship going the opposite way of where he was told to go. He is sleeping. okay, during the storm. Fast asleep. And as the sailors are you know praying to their gods and they're finding to no avail nothing is help nothing is helping they go down and they say hey isn't there a hebrew who's who's on this ship sleeping so they go down and, and and they wake him up he says hey we're in the middle of a storm we need you to pray to your god and see if you can stop this storm okay um so Jonah says, okay, um, I'm going to tell you guys straight up. The reason why this storm is doing this is because I am not listening to my Lord and going to deliver a word to the city of Nineveh. So I'm being disobedient to my God, which is what's causing this boat to go into perilous times in the middle of the sea. It's my fault, guys. I'm sorry. But it's my fault. And my God is the Hebrew God who is... Who had created the sea and the land. So, um, you know what you could do? You could toss me off the boat and kill me. That's what Jonah says to the, to the sailors. He says, you can toss me off the boat and kill me because if you don't, we're all going to die. So I'm the reason why the seas are roaring against you. I'm the reason why the winds are going against you. So they say, whoa, listen, um, can't you just pray? To the Lord. And, or can't you just do what he's asking you to do? So they get tired. Of uh, Jonah. And they say you know what. Let's just pray to. Jonah's God. And ask that he, he doesn't hold. His blood against us. And they toss him off. The boat. And once they toss him off the boat. The seas. The roaring seas. And the roaring ocean stopped. And they then at that point decided to commit sacrifices unto the Lord God see just by that experience Jonah didn't even realize that he just saved or he brought those people to the knowledge of God just by his disobedience so even then in his disobedience God still uses actions to bring people to the acknowledgement of himself God is awesome in that way man So Jonah's tossed in the sea and God prepared a big fish. Some of you guys or some of the world has named as has known has named this fish to be a well. Not going to get into that uh that argument, but a big fish, a well, what have you. And the fish swallows him up for three days and three nights. Now that is a prophetic event as well as a literal event. We're not going to get into the, into the prophetics of it, because I still want to- This is a revelation study, so I'm not going to try to go too much off topic, but He's in the belly of the well for three days and three nights, okay? In an uncomfortable un could you imagine sitting in a big fit a big fish mouth for three days and three nights? That's that's uncomfortable, guys. That is uncomfortable. Sometimes when we hold on to God's word, we are in uncomfortable positions until we obey and until we Say, all right, God, you win. Dear Lord, I am going to do what you... okay, okay, let's do it. For you who have a word or who has a word that God has given you to preach to the world, regardless if they deserve it or not, or regardless if you're afraid of what your family or friends will think of you or how they will see you, Regardless of whatever reason you may think is a a justifiable cause not to preach the word that God has given you. You will be, or you may still be, or you may currently be, in an uncomfortable position in your life. Because you have not hearkened unto the Lord's commandment to spread the word he has given you to spread. Fam, if you deny the Lord Jesus in front of, in, in, in the presence of the world, if you, if you deny God in the presence of the world, he will deny you in the presence of his father. Guys, some of us are, are, right now there's a storm going and some of us are fast asleep as Jonah was. There's a storm happening right now and we are fast asleep. So with that being said, my message to you guys, to you who have a word and are reluctant, are resistant to spread it. My advice to you is to just spread it, because if you don't, okay, if you don't. Hmm, not only will the blood of those who have not heard the word be on your hands, but you will be held accountable because you, you deliberately, out of fear or out of justification of your own cause, chose not to spread God's word. So my advice, spread the word. Spread the word that God has given you. Spread the revelation that God has given you. Regardless of what worries you have, spread it because there's a storm going and people need to hear it before they are destroyed. Like Nineveh would have been if Jonah did not deliver the word. God cares for every human soul, regardless of their current situation of disobedience, regardless of their current situation of 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 rebuking God regardless of their hate for God regardless of their hate for the of Christ and his church regardless he loves every soul and the word has to be spread so that he can then be allowed to start the work by the Holy Spirit in that person's life but you have to spread it and don't get me wrong i mean if you if if you don't if you don't spread it someone else will someone trust me God's word will be spread whether by you or someone else, but if he asks you, remember, if you still didn't do it, hey, he'll he'll deal with you. And I don't want, listen, I I am a slave or a servant to Jesus. I am a slave to Jesus, as Paul said, as Paul has said, I am a slave to Jesus in his work. And guys, I'm not going to lie to you, I will happily be a servant to the Lord. Because Quite frankly, some of us are slaves to our phones. Did you hear me? Some of us are slaves to our phones right now. You can't get off it. Some of us are servants to our jobs, servants to our worldly habits. Some of us are slaves to those things. But I promise you, You will not be as satisfied in those things as much as being as satisfied as being a slave to Jesus. I'd rather be a slave to Jesus than a slave to this world. What a glorifying thing. Because he is just. So that's my advice. That's my little preach word for the beginning of the session, okay? Please hear it. Um, let's start. Let's jump into the church of Laodicea, the message to Laodicea. Um, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your love and your mercy upon us today. And I pray, God, that you send the Holy Spirit upon us as we read this word, God, and just allow your word to anoint us and sanctify in us and reveal its truth to us, dear Lord. We love you and we thank you, God. Have mercy on us and bless us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, guys. Let's get it. The message to Laodicea. And unto the Andrew of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the amen, the faithful, the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Mm. Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Mm. Excuse my groanings, but man, when you read truth, it, it touches you different. Some of some guys, listen, some of you just this word just popped just now, as I read it. As you read it. Please follow me in your Bibles. Open your Bibles up and follow me. Verse 18 I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich and white remnant, that thou mayest be clothed, and that thou and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see as many as I love I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Woo! Okay. Last church. Listen, this last church, some of us are led to see it. Oh, yeah. Some of us are led to see it. Let's go over it. Verse 14. And unto... I'm sorry, we're at chapter three, verse 14. And unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans write, these things saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Wow. That's his authoritative statement, by the way. You guys remember in a previous uh, part studies, we spoke about God's authoritative statement in the beginning of each message to the church. That's his authoritative statement. Okay, saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Okay, moving on. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou work cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Guys. Guys. Some of us are cold, some of us are hot. Some of us, listen to me, (laughs) listen to me, listen to the word, okay? So then, because thou art lukewarm, verse 16, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth mouth, this right here, that verse, guys, this is a word to you, to me, to anyone who is confused or who is not set in their way or understand their position in this life. Some of us are going through the world lukewarm, teeter-tottering. We don't really know what we want, who we want to serve. There will come a time where each and every one of us will make a decision to serve God, to serve the Lord Jesus, to serve the Holy Spirit, Are to serve ourselves. In other words, serve Satan. Serve sin. You can't have two masters. You either love one and hate the other, or hate one and love the other. But you can't have two masters. Verse 17, because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Some of us feel we don't need the salvation that has been provided for us by the blood of Jesus. Some of us feel that we don't need Jesus, period. I make my own money. I started my own business. i created my own family. I made my own bowl of cereal this morning. But you don't see that you're naked. There's no clothes on you. You don't see that you that you are in need of a bath, a bath. Sorry, not a bath, a bath. You are in need of a bath cuz you're filthy. You are blind to the works of your own hands. If you guys notice, this is the only church that God didn't give a compliment to. Every other church got a compliment on what they were doing good. The church of Laodicea is the only church that did not get a compliment on what they were doing. Because they were not doing anything to serve the Lord. They are truly, truly a product of this world. The riches, the cars, the jobs, the money, the women, the men, the family, like, they are truly a product of this world. Some of us are the church of Laodicea. Verse eighteen: I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich and white remnant. Listen, you're naked, but you got clothes now. If you do follow Jesus, cause you're naked now, follow Jesus, and you'll have white remnant. Follow Jesus, and and, and your riches right now, which is just going to be moth-ridden, it won't last forever. But give, let allow to receive the gold that has been tried in fire, from the Jesus Christ, that's riches, fam. That thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. Some of us are blind in the Church of Laodicea. We can't see. Not spiritually. He's offering you eye salve so you can put it upon your eyes and you can finally see the truth that Jesus is your only salvation. He is your only lifeline. This world is going to pass. Your riches are going to pass. Your family is going to pass. Your accomplishments, your honors, your great Dealings are going to pass. Solomon said all is vanity. All is vanity. Love God. Love Jesus. And obey his commandments. Verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Guys, he loves you even when you are sinning. He loves you. So he chastens you. Repent, ma'am, repent. Verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He stands at the door and knock. The door of your heart. The door of your soul. The door of your soul. He he is knocking. He is knocking. Can you hear him? Or is it too noisy from the, from the lusts of this world in your home? Is your music... Too loud in your home, your worldly music bumping so loud that you can't hear Jesus knocking. Turn down the boom box. Turn down the Apple music. Turn it down. Because Jesus is really trying to reach you right now. Guys, listen. Please. Please. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. That is a huge personable thing to sup with somebody. To sit down and have a, a meal of substance with someone. That is a relationship. He wants to do that with you and you and you and me. Verse 21, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. What's the promise here, guys? We we spoke about the of statement and we spoke about the promise that the authoritative statement backs up. Remember, the authoritative statement is chapter three, verse 14, where he says, and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. That's his authoritative statement. His promise is that if you overcome, verse 21, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. He can bring you up and sit you down next to him to sit with him in his throne because he is the amen The faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. He was there in the beginning, Jesus Christ was. And he's saying, hey, I was here in the beginning. The amen. The faithful and true witness, I can grant you a seat in my throne. That's the promise, guys. If you overcome, Church of Laodicea. So that finishes the seven churches. If there's one thing I want to hit to home base is this. Not one of these churches are doomed. Concretely. To the like a fire. Not one. Each church. Even as bad as the Laodiceans. The, the, the Laodiceans. As bad as they are. As, as, as far as being blind. And not, under, not having a spiritual um, connection. They still are given an opportunity. They're still giving a warning. Every church was given a warning to come back to Jesus. Guys, if, you, if that's one thing to hold on to, that's hold on to that. No matter how bad you're doing, no matter what evil you've done, no matter what sin you've committed, no matter if you have went astray and have gone too deep in the pits that you think you can't come out of it, No matter what evil you've done no, or what sin you've committed, it's not too great for Jesus to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have overcame because you have put your faith and my ability and my strength to wipe you clean and give you white remnants. fam listen to me some of us refuse god because we are too shot and we are too deep in the in the the filth that we have committed in this world so we think to ourselves there's no way jesus could care for a person like me i have constantly denied his name i have constantly Accepted every willful, flesh, lustful, disobedient, greedy, sinful, gluttonous, wrathful feeling that I've ever had, and I have I have accepted it freely. I haven't fought against any of it. I have done it. Why would Jesus why? Why would I go to Jesus when He when He clearly when He is clearly clearly too pure? too righteous for me. And to that, my answer will take us back. My answer to that will take us back to the church of Philadelphia, where it says, chapter three, verse eight. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and has not denied my name. Guys, that door is open, and it will continue to be open until it's open no more when Jesus shuts it. What does that mean? That means until Jesus shuts that door, regardless of your sin, regardless of your transgression against him, or your neighbor, or anyone, or yourself, regardless of it, he is willing to take you back right now, right here. At this moment, at the time of this podcast, listen to me. He's willing to take you right now if you will repent, acknowledge that he has died on the cross for your sin and the blood of his body has washed you of your transgression. And that he is openly welcoming you into his kingdom please hear that hear that okay so again these seven churches they were actual churches in the day of john okay they were actual churches in the day of john but they are prophetically spoken about why? Because in each one of these churches, we as individuals should be able to see our flaws. In each one of these churches, we have the same flaws and the same commandments, the same gifts, the same things we're doing right, as well as the same things we're doing wrong. We, each and every one of us could, should see ourselves in, one, in any of these churches or all seven of them. What I pray you hold on to is that the door is still open. The door is still open. The warning has been given. All you got to do is take heed of that warning. Search the scriptures. Listen to God knocking on the door of your heart and soul and let him in and dine with him. That is all you have to do. Because if you rebuke his warnings, if you shut your ears to his warning, well, I guess we'll start to read about it, huh? Going on forward in uh, the Revelation study. We'll read about it. And I pray that you guys take heed even then. Alright, so that ends chapter 3. We are set to start off on chapter 4. And um, I'm going to save that for another day. I mean, that's when this chapter four and on is when things we are really going to set in. We are really going to go into um, deep, deep, deep study, guys. And again, as we do this, I pray that you guys open up your Bibles along with me if you got the time or your apps or whatever you have available and you follow with me because when hearing is good, hearing is good faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of god but you have to read so that as you read it's, it does something different it's like the spirit it's like the words literally jump off the page and they say you know like lights flashing bling 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 so i encourage you all to follow me and um uh, read the words as well as listen to the words okay um Chapter four, we, 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 it's going to get deep. We kick right in. We kick right in on, on chapter four. And again, guys, the more that you read, maybe the first time you hearing this, as I'm reading, some of you may be, you know, still reluctant to believe what you're reading because you've been, um, doc. uh, Indoctrinated to believe a certain way or a certain way that the raptures are the um uh re- a revelation is going to go, you've been taught a certain way your whole life. No, this is how to, how revelation is going to be. You've seen movies on it, you've read books about it. But there's a reason why I'm giving this study out now. There's a reason why this revelation study is something I'm pushing because there's many people who are, and and this was this was enlightenment to me because as I have done my research and listened to videos and other um. Christ believers they're speaking on subjects that i've i've read and i'm like wow did god reveal it to them too and he has he is when there is no correlation between the word of god and, and or what people are preaching on the word of god and it's it's striking the the heart nerves you know that that's the holy spirit so as i was watching these videos and they're hitting points where i'm like Man, that's what God has, has revealed to me. It solidifies why I had to get on this podcast and start preaching it. Okay? And that's what I'm doing. I am preaching the word that God has given me. And I'm not holding it to myself. So I'll leave you guys with that. And uh, I pray you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And, um, dear Lord Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for blessing us and allowing us to read your word and allowing us to just come together um, and allow the Holy Spirit to move within us, dear Lord Heavenly Father. As I've read these words, let them speak life into those who need to hear it, God, and, and let them hold your word as truth, dear Lord. Let them hold your word as a promise, God, because you, you have never, you, your words, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, has done such a movement in this world and each and every individual life who has chosen to accept your words as truth, God. And regardless if they accept it or not, dear Lord, your truth will stand. Your words will stand because you are our Lord, Jesus Christ, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are eternal. You you have set the foundations of this earth, dear Lord, Heavenly Father. So I just pray, God, that your word finds its way into all our hearts, dear Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. Be blessed. Hey, guys, you just listened to an episode of Truth Warrior Ministries with your host, Isaac and Joshua Butts. Thanks for tuning in. Be blessed. See you next time. Truth Warrior Ministries.